0: Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install.
1: For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now.
0: Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, both on one-year contracts, I'm not going to lie to you, Al, the reception here in St. Louis was at best lukewarm <laughs> uh, for both of those signings, given the fact that they're both back end of the rotation starters and the Cardinals have so many issues at the front end of the rotation. When you saw that news, what was your reaction as somebody that's been in that chair before?
2: Well, you know, I had the opposite reaction. I, I, I'm i really a, a proponent of those type of signings. You know, when you have steady uh, type veterans that you know they're established. Uh, they they know how to go about their business, and they're a good influence on the uh, overall club. Uh, and they're a steady presence. I, I think that's always good for a club. And 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 I, I'm a good. I'm a. Uh, I like one year contracts. Um, and I, I think they're effective. They 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 actually are are really good. And in most in many cases, they turn out better to, than some of these multi year you know, uh, 200 million dollar plus contracts.
1: So so Al fr- from a general manager's perspective, is this how the offseason typically works to where you start kind of with those easy deals, maybe you backload the area that's the biggest flaw and then build from there? Well, that is, you know,
2: one philosophy of how to go about it. Uh, you know, depending on how many pitchers you need, uh and also you know, where you're at as an organization. Because if you're looking for, you know, a top-of-the-rotation starter and, and that's what you feel is going – is your need to kind of take you over the top, get you into the playoffs, but more importantly, you know, uh, win a World Series, then you're going to you're gonna really be aggressive. You're going to be aggressive early on um, in pursuing those players. And, and you've got to go in with a mindset knowing you're probably going to have to give that extra year and you're probably going to have to – maybe pay a little bit more than the next guy in order to land that top guy, if you're going to go after the top guys. But to your point, you know, it, you can work from both ends. You know, you, you, you get what you need right now and, 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 and Alin and, and Gibson because those guys are solid And while you're maybe working on a bigger deal down the road that you know it's going to take time for it to develop.
0: We're talking with Al Avila, former Major League Baseball general manager here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Al, when you when you think about the modern game, what immediately comes to mind is strikeouts. And when I look at the Cardinals rotation, there are not a ton of them. Now, I know Lance Lynn ha- has some of that, but Gibson certainly doesn't profile that way. And Miles Michaelis, uh, while being a workhorse, is not anybody's definition of a strikeout artist. Do the Cardinals need to go out and now find somebody at the front end of their rotation that profiles that way in your mind?
2: Well, you know, winning clubs, and when I say winning clubs, I mean clubs that uh, traditionally when they get to the playoffs, they can dominate. You know, they have really good, uh, strong starting pitching, and and guys are kind of dominant in that way. Um, You know, so it just depends on how you're putting your club together. So traditionally speaking, you know, you want a yeah a strikeout thrower at the top of your rotation leading the way. So, um, you know that that's one way that uh, you know you, you know when it gets down to that point of the year, that's when it benefits the most. When you're talking about the full season, 162, you want a lot of those pitchers that will post on a rep, every five days, give you the innings that they need you to give you. They get through the season and give you a chance to win every single day. When you get down to the end, you know the the, the playoffs, the World Series. That's a whole different game. There, that now you you need the dominant pitcher that to, to 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 take you through. Now, in saying that, you know, there's also ways of there's teams where you can you know you have a, if you have a solid defense and you have really good uh, hitting, um, you know, and and a, in a really strong strong bullpen, you know, with power pitchers then maybe you can skim by without having that dominant uh, one, two punch at the, at the, uh, in your rotation.
0: Al, I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's something that, that Cardinals fans have grown frustrated by. And John Moseluck mentioned this yesterday, how, Hey, it's really hard to build for October in the, Fall or the previous November. Like right now you're building for the 162, and then eventually you can build for for the October run. As a general manager, h- how do you square those two things? How can you build for October of next year while also maintaining the importance of what you said, guys that are posting every fifth day for the one sixty-two grind?
2: Well, I mean, the, the Cardinals just said that by saying those two pitchers. Uh, you know, sir, so they're 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 planning that one sixty-two right now as we speak. So if you're able to land, uh, you know, uh, a good uh, dominant type pitcher now, that's great. But you could also trade for one, you know, possibly at the trading deadline, which, you know, obviously depending on the situation and what, you know, you, you might have to overpay for that. Uh, but again, it, it, it all it all comes down to, you know, where your club is at that time. You, you don't want to overpay when, you're, when your club is not, you know, in full force of of going all the way out. So, um, you know, the way I look at it is you've got to be very, very careful because the, the, you know, you, I, I think, uh, you know, the, looking at the cost benefit, which is, I think something that you guys, you know, had mentioned of, of going after a pitcher, you know, at the top of the market right now, you get away the risk that comes with that too, because there's a couple of things that the average person don't, you know, the average fan that they don't even think about, they don't care about. Number 1 in the past you were able to buy insurance for these pitchers and and where they can pick up at least you know sometimes 75% of that contract if they get injured and they're out for a year you know where well, now it's very difficult to find that 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 insurance that insurance uh, to, for a pitcher and if you do find it it's usually cost prohibitive where you know it's it, it's it's not worth it so now all of a sudden you're facing yourself like, you know, what happened to Texas with the Grom uh, and, and New York with, with Rodon. You know, you're paying that full contract and that is a burden on your on you and on your team to, to go out and get more, you know, another player to, to to pick him up. So you always have to have some cash in your pocket for down the road because of an injury and maybe you have to make a trade down the road to, to supplement your team to continue it, to, to make your to allow your team to continue to win. And even even better if you have a young pitcher very close to being ready to come up, you know, at some point in the season when you need them. So there's so many things, there's so many factors that go around when you go after a free agent uh, player in general, but pitchers more, you know, obviously more volatile. You, you need to have a lot of things going on, you know, with money prospects, uh, you know, and and things
1: of that nature. I'm so glad you brought up the the risk there, Al, because uh, the last time we talked to you on this show, a comment that you made still resonates for me, and you talked about how if you're a team, you have to make sure you know your prospects better than the other team when it comes to making a trade. And it does seem like the Cardinals are gun-shy of making one of those trades because of what has bitten them in the past with the Rosarena and Adolis Garcia. If, if, If you're in those shoes and you know that you're the position to where you've got to get some type of top end talent. Is it to the point now where where you might have to pull the trigger on that trade and know what's going to hurt?
2: Yeah, you know it happens, and 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 quite frankly, sometimes um, you you end up trading a, a position player because you know we, we just mentioned you better know your players better than anybody. But sometimes you know within you know you have a player in the organization. And, you know, the, project, the projection is not there. You, you don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do this. And nobody will do it knowingly to, that you're going to trade a player that you feel, as, as an organization, he's going to be a difference maker, all right? In another year or two, this guy's going to be a difference maker, meaning he's going to be an all-star. He's going to be a, a guy that's going to be, you know, uh, 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 part of the nucleus of a winning team. You, you, you know, normally you're not going to want to trade that kind of player. You're going to trade a player or players that you feel, um, you know, it's worth that trade, uh, but we as an organization, and you don't say it publicly, you know, we don't feel he's going to end up being that kind of guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, you and I know, because we've seen it, we see it every year. Uh, and, and I guess the the, teams that are, the team that's best at this is Tampa Bay. in uh, acquiring those players, uh, sometimes they just uh, – they, they, they turn out to be better than what everybody thinks they are. And, and and sometimes it has to do with development and where they land and the next coach that, that gets them and things of that nature. And sometimes it just has to do with the nature of the player as a human being saying how I got traded and it kind of pisses him off and puts him on <laughs> another gear of his work ethic and you know his learning process.
1: So, so, Al, this it's a fascinating conversation. Is there a, a point from a, a GM's perspective where you feel like you get pushed over the edge where I've got to pull the trigger on this trade? Is it because of a player's upside? Is it because you know that you're desperate for something? Well, one thing as a general manager you
2: better not ever do, and sometimes it happens, is is uh, a knee reaction to, you know, social media pressure, uh, the, you know, fan pressure. Um, the only thing I think as a general manager, you better be, you know, obviously, uh, uh attentive to the most important is your owner. Uh, you know, and, and, and just about every case, your owner gives you your, you know, your limits of what you can do. Uh, and, and in some cases, even the marching orders of what he wants done. So you have to do the best within that, you know, within that scenario. Uh, regardless of, you know, uh, what the fans think or what the media thinks, uh, you know, the the, the the pressure comes. I got to make this deal. If you have certain marching orders, you know, there are certain marching orders at the trade deadline where, you know, you got, you know, your team, your team is struggling. You're not doing well. And the conclusion is, okay, we're not going to get to the playoffs. So, we got to shed money to bring our payroll down. That, that's it's almost an automatic every year with certain with several teams, um, and then in the free agent uh, in the in the winter time, um, you know most teams, not every team, but most teams, okay, you're going to have a budget to work with, so you're going to have the pressure of this is the amount of money I got. I really want that guy, but that guy is going to cost me two two times more than what I can afford, and not only that, but I also need you know uh, that guy, but I need this this supplemental player too so you're gonna you're to put all these puzzles together with what you know you're given and so that's where really the pressure comes from is you want certain players but again you know the agents have the power in that when you have supply and demand um you know you're gonna have to wait it out and that's where the pressure is waiting it out and, and hoping to get your guy and that's why I go back originally at the beginning of the ra- of the show today is if you, if you target a guy, you know, a top of the rotation guy, you better be aggressive, be aggressive early, uh, you know, identify uh, the number and knowing that you're gonna, you may have to go up a little bit, maybe an extra year, maybe a, a couple extra few million dollars if you really want that guy. And um, so you you got to be ready to step up.
0: Al we appreciate the time as always man I've got one more question for you Al Avila is our guest here on 101 ESPN former Major League Baseball general manager uh, there are there are five guys that have really been kind of bandied about as front end of the rotation type of starters that maybe the Cardinals could have some interest in I'm, I'm curious understanding that there are different price points here and there's trades versus free agency but in a vacuum, if you could add one of these players to the front end of the Cardinals rotation, uh, which one would be of most interest to you between Blake Snell, Sonny Gray, Tyler Glasnow, Dylan Cease, and Shane Bieber? Those, those five guys have really been the ones that are most discussed with Snell, Gray, Glasnow, Cease, and Bieber. Do you have a favorite from that group?
2: Uh, I like Glasnow a lot, uh, but obviously, you know, he's not a free agent, so... Um, and he's got one more year of service, uh, or should I say next year will be his last year of mm-hmm. service or, or of his contract. So I like now a lot. But, you know, again, it, it, it's the trading the market. So if you wait for that trade, unless you're going to step up and overpay right away, you know, um, you, you usually have to wait out the, the free agent market. So that's going to be that, – that's a really tricky one. Um I think Blake Snell will be a tremendous signing for anybody. Uh, I would have him ahead. And, then, uh, and of course, Sonny Gray uh, has been very steady, too. But uh, I would say Snell at this point for me.
0: Al, thanks so much for the time, man. This has been great. We always appreciate being able to catch up with you and get in, getting a former G- GM's perspective on some of the big news, especially here in St. Louis, as they signed a couple of starters the other day. All the best to you and yours as we approach Thanksgiving, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon.
2: All right, thanks a lot, all right, guys, and thanks to all of you.